Welcome back to Casting Confessionals. We are here to talk about the challenge, Battle for a New Champion, Episode 18, Finale Part 1. I'm joined by my lovely co-host. We have the Vermontian Zoe Tromboli. Hi, everyone. Back with us this week is the Southern Luke Muncie. What's up, guys? Everyone, we are here for the final, and it's so exciting. Actually, it's just a lot of people running around with GoPro footage, which I always forget every season. Um, and that doesn't always make for the most exciting TV, especially when you know it's two parts, so we're not getting the winner until next week. But part one of the final is here. The past few weeks that I've been on here, uh, I've said the s'more analogy that Alan said on the very first episode of like, hey, we got the graham cracker, the marshmallow, the chocolate. We're definitely back at the graham cracker. <laughs> like, we're probably getting a double dose of graham cracker this week and next week. But while the episode did suck, in my opinion, the past few weeks have carried so much that this is not going to make me change my tune about this season. I think we've also lost a lot of star power in the last few weeks. So Nerese can only do so much, you know, unless they want to show her for the entire hour and a half, then so be it. Hey, check the thumbnail. Okay, it is <laughs> Nerese Nation up in here. We are a biased podcast. Yeah, I, don't I, I watched I watched you all last week, and you said it's the Nerese show with Jay as a guest star, and Olivia maybe being there if her storyline relates to Nerese the star. So that is, I feel like, the perfect way to put it. It's just where we're at with the people we have left. And to make another food analogy, if Nerese wins, then this becomes a, a drumstick ice cream cone where it's that little chocolate at the bottom. It's like where you just you get that perfect little bite at the end. Like if you, I could eat I could eat the bottom of a drumstick ice cream cone like forever. Um, I'm I'm begging, please. Ooh, but we had a lot of other people talking this episode, unfortunately, that weren't Nerese. Uh, I'm kidding. There, there, there were there. I don't know. I don't know how much I'm kidding. Yeah. I'm not kidding. <laughs> You're not kidding at all. Uh, let's just jump into it. Yeah. TJ shows up to the club, uh, tells everyone they're in the final. They're all happy. They're all excited. We then go into a segment where they're all at, uh, at the house and they're having a little finalist dinner together. They get letters from home. Uh, it's a, actually a pretty emotional moment. And I'll say this. As a person who does not care for a lot of these people, I was – the cynical part of me was like, Emmanuel, I don't care about your girlfriend or anything like that. But then I took a step back and was like, you know what? These people haven't seen their families in months. This this probably does hit them emotionally. And I, you know what? Good for them. I'm going to chime in because, yes, the impact is definitely there. But I think they're going for that survivor moment when they used to get letters from home after having no contact for X amount of days. And I get at this point they've been gone for weeks and weeks and weeks. But they also get to, like, Zoom call with them, Skype with them. So, like, I, I would rather just go in the back room and call them and be like, hey, how are you? Instead of being like, oh, you're the best thing since sliced bread. Yeah, they're not on an island. They're sleeping in rooms with air conditioning um they have like whatever Emmanuel also um it's a reminder that you've been um literally boning at least one girl maybe multiple off camera probably in the laundry room and so your girlfriend just sent you this lovely love letter about how much she misses you and how much she's rooting for you so it just reminded me why I hate him so much because on top of being boring he's also a dog um 
he sucks. That did nothing for me for his story because like him just like being like, oh, I love her so much. You don't. Yeah, it's just it's just a reminder that you have been nasty. And yeah, and I'm not saying nasty for having multiple people he's been with. Go for it if you want to. But like when you have a girlfriend, no, that's so bad. Being single is an important element of that. Like if you're single, do whatever the hell you want, bro. But gross. Grimy. Yeah. They went hard playing up on the emotions of people who we just don't care about, uh, which is an interesting move by production. Well, I mean, Luke really cares about Verna, so. I'm shocked they didn't ask me to send a letter, to be honest. We (laughs) are in contact frequently. Let me just say this. Let's talk about Verna's. It was from her brother, which that's really sweet. Like, that's really cool. And yet she couldn't be happy that her brother took the time to write to her. She had to make it a moment of, oh, my mother and me have such a bad relationship. If only it could have been from her, which we randomly saw three episodes ago of her talking to Kylan and being disrespectful. And then later being like, it's because my mother doesn't love me. Well, if your mother doesn't love you, what would make you think that she's going to send you a letter? Mind you, production probably had to ask them, who could we get a letter from? They don't know Berna's family giving your mom's name and your mom doesn't like you, but also your brother's name, there's the chance that your brother's going to write your letter. So this weird sob story. Well, also it was like on the back of Colleen being surprised she got a letter from her mom. And so she couldn't just be a normal person and be happy for Colleen. It had to be a sob story. I don't like Colleen either, but I will say that was a nice moment. And it's like Berna could not handle for a, a millisecond, someone else having a moment She's like, this is my time. Two weeks ago, I randomly said to a man, well, that my mom hates me. Let's make this about me. Let's jump on the ground and throw myself around and have people comfort me when they want to read their letters from their family, too. Girlfriend just cannot manage her own emotions. Like, she can't do it independently. This is going to be an anti-Burna podcast for me, despite my care. (sighs) I hope she's killing it on Survivor right now, though. Genuinely. So she doesn't come back before 40 leaves. <laughs> we go from this moment to the actual final where they, they show up in their jerseys and we get one of the, one of the most weirdly produced, I think, moments in challenge history where uh, TJ does these really awkward voiceovers talking about every single person's individual game and journey to this final. And it's just... It's so badly produced. I'm just—it's awful. I'll tell you exactly what it is. On top of what you just said, it is yet another ploy to look and feel like Survivor Final Six episode. You always have the Jeff voiceover explaining every player's game, which makes sense in that context because, like, you might need the reminder. We don't need to be reminded that Colleen sat around the house for 15 weeks. Or uh, go ahead, Zoe. It's also done as a voiceover with, like, shots of them. It's not like he's, we're pretending that Jeff is saying it to all of them yeah. at the beginning stages of a challenge. Like, that's not how it goes. Like, you would get a snippet of TJ actually acknowledging someone by name and then a really weird long voiceover of what their season was. And I was like, how much, like, was it gun to TJ's head while you made him read all this stuff about these people? Because you know he doesn't give a shit about at least four of them well and it's so funny that like at times it would cut back and he would actually be saying what he was saying to that person 
but not for all of them. So maybe he just has his favorites, which he does. We've seen the past few weeks. And he said those things. It just read incredibly strange. Also, I'm going to say this too. We were talking a little bit beforehand about how finals just always kind of suck in terms of viewing. But I really do miss like changing location, which I know we've said before, but also like helicopter in. Make it this big entrance. Like is someone going to fall out of the helicopter and break their leg? Who knows? But them just walking up in their uniforms they've worn all season long doesn't really do it for me. Please bring back colored uniforms for season 40. Like, please. I'm so, begging. It, yeah. It's a must. And those little things where it's like, guys, driving a location change and everyone's partying and going crazy. Those are just always like little fun moments that made it feel like the true challenge experience. God, I, I, I've liked TJ these last couple of weeks as he's, you know, just absolutely flamed Jay. Um, but TJ Levin has a bag. TJ, TJ Levin is like a really good Domino's pizza chef. Um, I like Domino's. He, that's what he, he, he can do certain things. He's not Jeff Probst. He's not. I, I don't even blame TJ for this because we know TJ at this point. Like we know what to expect from him as a viewer. And it's again, so inauthentic because it's just so far from who he is. This is on production for making this weird choice. Like, the challenge is not Survivor. It does not have to be Survivor. Let it be the challenge. And speaking of voiceovers, and I think this might transition well into our next point. If you can do these type of voiceovers, why can't you do a voiceover saying there's going to be two winners? <laughs> Just put that in the first episode. Put it in this one. The prize money is going to be split, even if it's low. Who cares? We want a guy and a girl. Genuinely, even if it ended up being like Corey Lay and Colleen, which would be like not great for me. This is a season with all people who have never won a show. Let them win 40s next season. Like, where's the mindset here? The whole idea is to deepen the, the champion pool. And you are just cutting yourself off at the knees by only having one. Yeah. It really is a flawed system, and I, I want to say I listened to Alan's interview with Olivia Michelle, and Michelle even said, like, from the jump, having this be a one-winner season disadvantaged the women. We've said that, too, but, like, I can't imagine being a woman in that house knowing this and wanting to give it my all. I don't know. It just – equalizers only go so far, and sometimes the challenge over-equalizes and makes it confusing, and I don't know. Or, or we get a season like this where – People made smart plays. Like they took out Kylan, Horacio, et cetera, all before the final. But now people are complaining, oh, we're going to get a really weak winner. So it, it, it's just it's so difficult to find that middle ground. Though part of the reason we maybe have one winner, let's talk about that winner's purse, uh, which I will say I am excited that all three, fin the top three finishers all get money. Uh, TJ announced it as third place getting 36,000, second place getting 70 grand. And first place getting $250,000. Which, you know, isn't so, I mean, it is bad, but it's not bad. Like World of Worlds 2, which is recent, each person that won got that amount of money. They just split it, you know, the million four ways. Yeah. Uh, it seems like a consolation prize, which we know people don't like. Uh, I, I'm, I am glad three people are getting money 
I think that that's something that should always just happen. I'm glad when people in the final make money, even if it ends up being 10 grand or less after whatever Uncle Sam takes from them. Um, and I was just trying to think back to older seasons of like what the prize money totals have been. Um, like, but it all just kind of like blurs in my brain. <laughs> Well, the last time I was under a million was um, season 29, Invasion, because Dirty 30, the big thing was that it was a million dollars, and it has been on the main show a million dollars since. Yeah, uh, it was – I'm good with this stuff. This is the stuff I'm good at. Um, 31 was, was $500,000 um, because they cut it oh, in half. Oh, yeah, 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 Carl, yeah. Carl won like 390000 400000 which was pretty damn good because I mean, – uh, that's basically she basically won the same as Jordan and Camilla did the previous season, um, and then I think it's basically been a million since then. Though you're right, um, was Dirty Thirty a million though? Like that's his dirty secret that he yeah well, yeah, well, yeah okay. that was like but the thing is like at that point in time it had been like between three hundred and fifty to three hundred and seventy five thousand for like ten oh, years God. for like for like forever, and then they upped it to a million, which was like such a massive leap, which. When they brought it back down to half, you know, five hundred thousand, you know, that made that made sense. Uh, yeah, I just think though, like Ashley on Invasion won one million one hundred twenty-one thousand dollars, or had five hundred one million one hundred twenty-one thousand five hundred dollars. Still a good payout. So, like, even if we're going to talk about this in a second, so I'm going to jump ahead. I'm sorry, but even if their first portion, TJ said you have the ability to earn back some of this money, making the pot four hundred thousand. Uh, first and second place, you're both champs. You get X amount. Third place gets 50. I don't know. It just, they hate these people. I mean, I do too, for the most part, but I just can't take it. I agree. I think it would have been cooler to see them earn more money back than lose more money. Just feels weird. But yeah, they they really do hate them, don't they? (laughs) Yeah. I could not believe that, which transitions just to conquest uh, of the final where, uh, they all had to compete in a challenge together as a seven-person unit. Uh, if they don't complete it in an hour, they lose 16 grand from the prize pool. Um, the, the challenge was they were all tied together by a rope. They ran into like a castle. In this castle, there are a bunch of chests with a bunch of weighted ropes they have to grab. They have to get three each themselves to untie themselves from the rope, run back to the starting point, and then they have to do a puzzle slash like basically uh, recreate a... Diagram the ropes. What was the strategy behind starting to send people back, like, by themselves? Before I comment on that side, I'm going to comment on that. Just backtracking real quick. How cheap can you be? $16,000. I get that it's in line with, like, what the first stage was. But that's when you say you can win back some of this money you lost in that first stage. Not, oh, we can't throw out 16000 more dollars to you? Like, what? It also would have been cool if there was, like, a way individually they could put money back into the pot while completing Correct. this challenge. Correct. And it's like, y'all really... I'm glad that it's doing well on social media and, like, people are enjoying the season. They really wanted this to do badly. Why? Like, Why, MTV? They're so bad at their job. Like, there's so many ways to make this so much more interesting. 
and they're just so bad at their job. Okay. Going back to what you said, what was the strategy about sending people back by themselves? In my head, it was like, well, if you think somebody's weak or has a pulled groin, allegedly, you might send them early to get a head start so they can make it there in time to not slow the team down. But as we saw, Corey Lay was the first to go back. Is he this big, weak man? Also, if you have your teammates who are still looking for their ropes, wouldn't it be easier to have the entire team looking for the ropes? God, we are ragey this evening. I love it. <laughs> but yeah, it would only make sense. Unless it's like, like, like you said, someone with a pulled groin who you have to send back, like, go ahead, take your two ropes and go. But like, divide and conquer? Like, where is the strategy? Oh, it was painful to watch for many reasons. A, because I don't care to see people collect ropes. And B, it just was stupid. <coughs> Like, yeah. what? The way with that that they said, it, I think, at some point, was that the different colored ropes all weighed different amounts. So Corey took those orange ropes because they were the heaviest, and he was like, well, I'm the strongest guy, so I'm going to take the heaviest ropes back right now. Um, but as we saw, he dropped a fucking rope. Uh, and because he wasn't running with anyone, like Zoe said, he didn't know until it was way, way too fucking late. And how did the girls who ran past it not see it? Like, these are some of the dumbest people we've ever had on this show. It's actually unreal. Like, Mariah, how did you not see a bright orange rope in the middle of the path? Mariah was like, ooh, that's a cute little orange rope. I can't wait to tell Corey. He has one just like that. Oh, like... It's not even funny because that's probably what her thought process was. <sighs> oh, my God. And I can't. How do you even how do you even drop the rope? How do you run knowing that you've got all these things and not look back every 15 yards just because you're anxious about it? Because this is a final and money's on the line. Wouldn't the first thing you do, like, make sure you really have a hold of them? If not the second, but like. It's just so frustrating. Well, and like, let me just ask you this. Do you think this is a mission they could have done in an hour? Yeah. Me too. How many minutes were they, when they finally all got there and Corey had to go back, how many minutes were they waiting for Corey? Ten? Probably. Yeah, because I, I believe when it said they had all got there, it was like, well, they could be lying to us, but I think it said like 12, 13 minutes. So it took them all the time to get back and yeah i think they could have done it uh i will say though one of the it's not even funny but jay when he when he saw Corey's rope he yelled oh he always does this and i was just thinking to myself how often does he fight does he drop his rope in the middle of the woods I, oh and i will say also for a, from a viewer standpoint them actually doing that portion of the challenge would have been visually one of the most interesting parts of that final. And we didn't get to see it because they ran out of time. <sighs> God. I, I was really excited to watch them try to figure this thing out. And then it was like, it didn't even matter. I didn't even get to see them try. I was so annoyed. I love the conspiracy of everything. But, like, imagine they did all the ropes in, like, 10 minutes. And Corey still got there with, like, 32 minutes left. 
But TJ was just like, it's been 42 minutes. Like, damn, that's been so long. Because realistically, if they wanted them to have this money, they could have been like, oh, you're only at 40 minutes. You still got 20. They just hate this cast. They hate us. We couldn't even see, like you said, Zoe, the visually appealing row puzzle that we wanted to see. We just want to see colors. We're just kids. We want to see colors. Please, we've been seeing this like weird bluish, grayish purple and random flecks of orange. Please let us see something colorful. Please. Hey, my favorite thing about the colors of the season was that it's like when you're buying something on Amazon and you're like, well, this color costs $8 less. <laughs> okay, so I, I'm back. I'm sidetracking. I don't care. I did like the uniforms this season just because they weren't straight up gray. But I would have liked if they each had an orange set and a blue set and they told them on which days to wear what. But instead, Kylan just had orange, whereas Narish just had the weird blue. It never was cohesive. The leggings had like flames on them. I also think there should be rules about how, how high up you can pull your shorts. Well, <laughs> no comment. I feel like this piece... <laughs> I feel like this season, and I, I said this to myself, I don't know why I'm saying it like I've said it to you all, should have been green. Green is a growth, new beginnings, like blah, blah, blah. Like they could have done different variations of the color green. I'm sure Under Armour has lots of them in stock as no one has bought Under Armour in 15 years at this point. Forest green, lime green, neon green, regular green, yellow green, blue green, teal even. But this... Alan, please make sure you just caption this part in the thumbnail colors. Uh, <laughs> like, we need to move on from this. Yeah, I'm so sorry. I'm like just really, whew, okay, sorry. Look, look, Luke's color knowledge was very impressive. I was very, it was, it was really cool. Uh, $16,000 is just such a fuck you amount. Also, I'm just like, it's such a fuck you amount. Like what? They fucking hate these people, Zoe. You're right. Well, and then he announces to them that, like, okay, third place loses the six, second loses the ten, but we can't take from first. Also, why oh my god, taking, you're so noble. And why are we taking more from second place than from third place? But whatever. Correct. This is just me nitpicking at this point. They don't know what they're doing. Nobody knows what we're doing here. Uh, after this conquest portion, though, uh, TJ announces we're going to have an elimination. Uh, you got to vote someone in, and then everyone's looking around, and it's like, well, Corey dropped the fucking rope. Like, just plain and simple. Corey dropped the rope. You're going in, buddy. Except for Manuel, who and said Maurice. And Colleen. Colleen is such a non-factor to me at this point. I have flicked her out of my brain because... He's obsessed with Maurice. And not in a good way. Not like us. No. Emmanuel also has weird hater energy for Narice. Like, he's, they're both weird. I have nothing nice to say. I have nothing nice to say. And I'm going to make implications I'm not, I don't want to. So, they're just weirdos. Corey votes for himself, which, I mean, at that point, I think you have to just do that. A, it was going his direction. But B, like, he did screw them over, whether it be a small monetary amount. Still money in their pocket if they get first, second, third. But I love that when TJ gives him the option to choose, he says, I'm not going to choose a woman because if I don't win, I want a woman to win. It's certainly not going to be Narice. She's fought her way there. And TJ even says Narice is the only person to win an elimination to be in this final, which is 
crazy. I'm not an advocate for skulls, but perhaps in the most recent portion, there could have been something. I think last week, Zoe had said, let it be if you win a daily or an elimination, just really up the ante there. Which maybe those people would have that criteria. I don't know. Can't I don't care to go back and look. But I'm glad he just didn't say Nerese. Yeah, it was following a big L. Corey came up with a rare W. Yeah. Like the fact that he also is like, okay, I like these people. I like these people. Who's the only shady little sketch ball left? And calls Jay out for her in in his confessional, not out loud. He does not say, Jay, you move weird. I think you're sketchy. I think you've used all the people here. I don't think you actually respect any of us, which is what it really was. Yeah. But I love that he was like, I just don't like him very much. And he's a threat, so I might as well beat him now. It makes sense to me. Also propels Corey up in the trajectory of like what he's done this season, which is minuscule but he jumped to number two for me so yeah it it's such a clear number two as well it's like Norris is in the sky he's a little bit off the ground and then everyone is 10 feet below the ground that's not i'm going to talk about spoilers not actually spoil bear with me this is not a spoiler whenever spoilers were coming out and we saw who the final was i was like in what world am i rooting for Corey lay as my second person even before seeing this but the others just suck. I don't know. I'll say this. Everything Corey said in that little moment, though, from like, I'm not going for Norris. I want a woman to win. And then everything. I felt it was almost too right. I was a little bit like caught off guard. It really was. I was like, has he been reading my blogs? I know he's on the show right now, but has he been, has he been reading my content? Has he been reading Twitter for this moment? Because it felt, hey, I support all those choices. It was just so perfect that I was just shook. Well, he definitely understands how he's perceived, and sometimes he freaks out about that. I've been vocal that he has been weird to me on Twitter. I'm I'm pro Corey now because he keeps liking my Ashley tweets. Did he post a picture of my face on his Twitter and say like, "What a freak," blah blah blah? Because I I, I made I made a comment about him and Michaela when he had his weird spat about her. Yes, he did that. Is that normal behavior? No. Did I gain a lot of followers from that because people said I looked pretty? Yes. <laughs> but we're cool now. If he were to come on another season, which eh, don't see it for him, I might consider rooting for him. I like Corey because because he actually does like read and watch content and like he follows the stuff. Doesn't always agree with it, but it's like you know he he can take a he can laugh every now and then, and sometimes he can't laugh. Sometimes he overreacts but yeah i'm gonna like keep an eye on Corey because he's still like in unpredictable to me but not always in a fun way like yeah. if he can keep it cute and not like be lash out at two girls who have no friends in the house and like i think it's a classic case and zoe i think says this often about people like i don't like them on the show but i feel like outside of it take out the, the competition i think he'd be a cool person to hang around I hope so. Yeah, I was trying to give a compliment there. But anyways, him and Jay go into this elimination. And it's a balance stacking puzzle type. Yeah, they had to run around. They had a little parkour, little course where there's puzzle pieces in like a tree and stuff like that. Grab it out. Uh, then run to a little puzzle area where they would have to 
balance a table using their foot in kind of like a yoga-esque pose, and then they would have to stack a bunch of oddly shaped blocks into a tower, hold it still. Um, there, you could do it in any order as long as it stays up there, like completely fine. Whoever does it first wins. Corey took off like a bat out of hell. Where the hell has this guy been? Because as we know, I have been saying Corey does not have what it takes to win this final because I have not seen that like competitive spirit or effort from him once this season. But all of a sudden this elimination starts and it's like he's a different human being. I don't want to give him too much credit, but th- I, he is someone who I could genuinely see doing this. And so this is a lot of credit. So if you're listening, have it. He was kind of in a good spot after those first few weeks. What benefit would he have to go hard in these dailies and win and put himself in a position to make enemies when he knew his numbers had him right there in the middle? I, I don't think he is a dumb person. Why would he need to try so hard? I just, I don't know if it's just even just the way he like moves in some challenges. I like, there's sometimes I would watch him and I'm like, he just does not appear that athletic to me. Yeah, fair. He, he's not like super flexible. And whenever he's up in heights, he's like, he's afraid, he's, he's just straight up afraid of heights. Uh, but I've seen him in some swimming, swimming challenges be pretty good in the water. Um, in this moment though, it, it was just pure like physicality where he's like, oh yeah, I'm like 6'3", 230. Let me just sprint through this like nothing. And it was it was badass. And, you know, Zoe, something you complained about, like, the daily challenges haven't been super physical. And even though this wasn't, like, a physical challenge per se, the, the parkour aspect, he dominated physically. He was so confident, too. Like, I, I had to rewind it and watch it back because it was just so fast. Like... We've seen what Jay can do physically. We, like, we've seen him be an impressive physical competitor. And so the fact that I know Corey's fast because he's like, Jay says because he's taller. I don't think that makes someone automatically faster than you. But like he torches Jay in the beginning and it's just like so locked in. Mm-hmm. Do you think how fast he was rattled Jay? Yeah, absolutely. Jay was so frazzled. I think. The moment that Corey called out Jay, Jay was frazzled, but put on the face of braveness and bravado. And then every moment after that, Corey just continued to frazzle him more and more. And he just kept trying to pretend he was cool more and more. Yeah, the energy of like, like, is there something about his expression and his tone when Corey picks him that like you can tell it's like a total psychopath trying to keep it inside (laughs) their body? Like, it was, it made me so uncomfy watching him. Yeah, because I feel like Jay, Jay neglected to realize that he had these numbers because of Michelle. We've discussed this. We know this. But I really think that Jay expected Corey to pick a girl. Like, oh, he'll pick a girl. It's a physical thing at first. It's not going to be me. But no. Again, Corey, number two. Who would have thought? Yeah. Hey, this, this is also just a big come up from him calling out Huey uh, on that other season he was on, uh, whatever that was called. Um, Spies, Lies, and Allies, episode 25. Yeah, that was fun. Look, I was about to just say double agents. I straight up was going to call it double agents. I I didn't even know the season. Thank you. Um, You're welcome. Um, but big come up from that. Uh, Corey stacks his puzzle very quickly based on the 
reactions of everyone in the crowd where like it looked like Jay and Corey were pretty close in the moment, but the crowd reaction was like stunned by how quickly Corey did it. So he crushed this. Jay also had like a stack and he was moving it over onto his like actual thing where he was supposed to put his puzzle, his blocks. And he, it was just a lack of concentration. He just dropped it and they all fell. And then Jay was done for. <laughs> oh, he, he was done for. I don't want to jump the gun. So somebody say something else, and then I'm, I've got so much to say about a certain thing that Jay did. I mean, this is where I would insert my he had it coming gif from Chicago. Like, this is when this moment happens. That is exactly what I was singing. And I could, it couldn't have happened to a nicer guy to be the first <laughs> one kicked out of the final. Yeah. This it is, is uh... just poetic justice for someone who thought they had the game in their hands to be the first out of the final. So now, like, I don't know. He can say he's made it to a final, sure. Oh, how'd you do? Uh, I was eliminated 30 minutes into it. By Corey. By Corey. Oh, who else is there? Colleen and Berna. Oh, okay. Good. Good on you. So, okay, I'm just going to jump into what I was going to say because I think it's so interesting to me, the dynamic of it. He doesn't even get a confessional goodbye. Like, he does say there, like, it's been good, whatever, huh? But he says, Narice, you better take this home, yada, yada, yada. Gag, 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 gag. Because in my head, it was either A, okay, the competition's over for him. He can, he can hone in on what's actually in front of him and support his friend. But in my opinion, it was, oh, shoot. I thought I was going to make all this money and look really appealing. Nerese is probably a connection for him for a lot of people in Los Angeles where they both live. Because if you think back, if you follow them, like Nerese has a lot of social media friends and Jay has been in on that. She's going to go back home and say, hey, he dogged me out. Like he really was trying to get me sent home. He sent away to my money. That one little like go in that money, Nerese, you better kill it. Does not undo the past several weeks that we've seen. When they've been friends since X on the beach too. That is forever ago. Sorry, well, I'm no, I thought it too, because I was like, this is like a pathetic ploy to get back in her good graces. And I think it also demonstrated just how little he actually respects and cares about the people who've been doing his dirty work. Like he does not give a fuck about any of these other people. He does not care about them, he does not respect them. He clearly dragged them along as people he thought he could be. So the fact that these were like his loyal people, and this is the reason he was throwing the race under the bus last week. And these are the people that have been like committed to him and he can trust. And he, in their face, says he's rooting for the one person that was not on their side. I had not even considered that side of it. Wow. What a weasel. He is a weasel. What do you guys... Okay, so... I'm going to give a little plug to a little podcast called Challenge Mania. Uh, it's got a guy from it named Derek Kaczynski. He was on a few seasons of the Challenge. Uh, <laughs> um, Derek, I think, recently said on the podcast that Michelle and Jay apparently aren't talking to each other anymore. Which mm. is, like... You're talking about, like, Jay's social media life on his social life in LA with Norris, they're obviously not on good terms anymore. 
if Michelle's cut him off, then I don't really know where Jay stands in this reality TV world anymore. On Twitch. That's why he looks so sad and pathetic on Twitch every night. I don't watch them. I want to be very clear about this. It keeps popping up on my For You scroll page on TikTok. <laughs> Me too. Um, I... I feel like Jay should be a lock for 40. I'm sorry. I know I dislike him. He should be a lock. And if oh, anything, want... they should. Yeah, I want to see him back because I want to see him get embarrassed. For sure. I'm just going to say, Kylan, Orasio, Jay, Olivia, Michelle, Norris should be six locks for 40. It makes no sense otherwise. And to really strengthen the dynamics there, throw in Michaela. Sure, she was just on Spots as an Alice for an episode. She did great on USA too. The dynamic between her and Michelle and her and Jay is something that you cannot really manufacture. I want to go to casting and say, why are you not offering people more money? Why are you not shortening the amount of time it films? If it means you can get good TV, just because you film for 22 weeks does not mean you're going to get 22 good episodes. Seriously. I'm ranting tonight. I'm sorry. No, you're good. You're good. We got we got, we got to fill up time. We don't want to... Oh, they ran this way. Then they ran this way during the final. We got to talk about other stuff. <sighs> I will say, yeah. Luke, I'll be honest. I know we're not, we're not talking about Jay here. I don't want Olivia on the show anymore. I, I'm going to be real because I don't really think she has a place because she's just being apologetic and nice. She's not going to She's not gonna lead into the villain role. And it's hard. You can't 100% root for her as a good guy anymore. So I don't think she has a place in this franchise anymore. I'm just, I, I don't. I, I just said that because she's clearly being pushed as one. But I agree, and not to hate on her, because I understand wanting to be a good person. Yeah, You can do that outside of reality TV. But her interviews, even with you, it was like, I wish them all the best. We're hot and cold right now, yada, yada. Part of that reads to me as, wait till I put out my podcast about it, which get your money, do your thing. But like, play into this game. Like, there's a reason Amanda Garcia just had her home turf got, or put out on YouTube. She's not great at this game, per se. She is great for this game. She's had great seasons. She has loyalty. She has great assets that have never gotten her to even a final. But she plays a game unapologetically, does not apologize to people she does not feel sorry for. And she is desperately loyal, even when it faults her game. It might be stupid, but we love to see it. Olivia's doing nothing. Sorry, Zoe. Well, I keep No, I was just going to say, Olivia can't play Amanda, an Amanda Garcia game, though, because Amanda is not a victim amanda is she never... says that zoe's not watched home turf yet amanda literally says do not see me as a victim ever i love that you say that she she owns everything she does she's not scared of anyone she's not looking for pity like and even if she gets into some sort of conflict or something it's never like they're the bad guy don't you feel bad for me it's just like no nah, this is how i see it and that's how, what I'm going to do. Like, Olivia, every we saw it this season. Anytime things weren't going her way, it was like, poor me. Nobody cares about me. It's like giving car Maria. Um, OG car Maria. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, I get it. So it's just like, she can't. And she's not good enough at any aspect of the game to be a power player. Yeah, she can't come into a game like Tori did on World of Worlds 2 and get the fans back on her side by winning those eliminations and like 
kicking ass as a competitor. Um, so I just don't know where he fits. Agree. To her credit, though, if you've seen her Instagram stories recently, she has been hitting the gym. She like, does look great. Looks, she looks Yeah. I, and I, I want to say, I think she's always looked great. I think the fact that Thanks. she sort of looks like a bigger girl on our television is insane because her body's right. ridiculous. She's just up there with girls who are like size zeros. She's like, just very tall, too. Like on Love Island, she even says, like, I'm going to be seen as a bigger girl, but like, I'm just tall. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, she's always looked great, but she looks toned, like yeah. muscle. Like yeah. she could maybe do some damage because let's be real. She's probably going to be on 40. She's in yeah. all the promo, all the press. Well, I hope that she comes in guns blazing then. Do something. That's the hope. If she just comes in apologetic and be like, oh, be nice to me, we don't need it. Now, how does this relate to Jay getting eliminated? Well, it doesn't, but Jay's fucking <laughs> eliminated. He's out of here. Goodbye. I will say Corey was like, we were all used and manipulated by him, like Zoe said earlier. And it's like, and now he's gone. It's like, no, no, no. All the people he was really going for, they're gone. They're not here. You kind of reap the benefits. Yeah. Uh, well, and like to the point you made last week, this just knocks out another person that I could potentially root for. And that might seem crazy, but like it's fun to see the villain win. Like if Jay won and laughed in their faces, sure, like the general audience would be like, oh. But in some sense, it'd be like, well, that's a pretty good storyline he had this season. It's the team. It would take me, it would take me back to battle of the seasons, you know? I'm, that, I was saying, it's like it's a Team San Diego win, which like sometimes you got to watch the world burn. Sometimes you got to have a villain win just, just to remind people. That's how the, way the world works sometimes. Yeah. And it'll make the good guy winners feel that much better when they do win. It also would just he be. He doesn't win, so yeah. it's okay. Yeah. yeah. Bye, Jay. Goodbye. Uh, now we have a final going on where. Uh, these six players are going to be paired up into five portions, all timed each in the chaos section. Uh, once again, chaos is just not very chaotic. It's, uh, they don't really know how, what the word chaos really means. Uh, it, it's a pretty standard final format we've seen a lot of times. And, yeah. But it favors the men. Yeah. It, it does, so because is- most of these things required physicality or there I sound stereotypical, stomaching food, which men on the show have historically done better. If you're a man, well, I forgot his name for a second, or Corey, you're good. But if you're a girl getting paired with another girl, some of these strength-based things, they're not as strong as a man, well, and Corey. It's so frustrating that they still haven't figured if they're going to do this one winner thing and you haven't figured out a way to do true equalizers. Maybe don't do this one winner thing. Why did they even have to be in pairs for this portion? Why couldn't it all have been individually timed and why couldn't they have um, things to carry or move around that were relative to their body weight? Like it's just so frustrating to see this happen again. Well, and I'm beating a dead horse, but we don't need one winner ever, ever. Make Ninja Natalie a champ. Make Zach Nichols a two-time champ. Hunter's a champ. We don't need one winner. We don't watch the show to say, thank God that one person pulled that out. We want to see champs. We want to see them. That's why on World of Worlds 2, I didn't really like Rogan nor D. 
we got two new champs, baby. Thank God. And look at where they are now. Well, okay. (laughs) I'm I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. But I agree. It was so awesome to have two new champs and then come into the next season where people are just, like, eyeing them. Like, oh, they think they have this arrogance to them. And it's just they come in with the storyline of being returning champs. And, yeah. I, I just, I get so stuck on if you're going to make this the way that you insist on making it with the stupid one winner thing, do a better job at equalizing it for the women. And can I just say, the second they started, Berna started crying about her pulled coin. I cannot do it. I cannot do it. Then you should have quit 20 minutes before when there was an elimination, when somebody who was going to compete for the money could have done it. Like, that's not noble. Yeah, now they're just stuck with her crying. I I honestly, on some level, was hoping that she would quit. And they were like, well, Jay's five minutes that way. So, <laughs> Jay, you're back in. I didn't want that. But, like... Well, we find out at the end of this episode that they are going to have another elimination. They could have just had it then. Okay, Berna's out. Let's eliminate somebody else. Yeah, why not? I just don't even really understand why they had to be in rotating pairs. I don't understand why it's, it's really not that chaotic because it's, they've done it for every other final. It's not, there's nothing chaotic about it. I just can't, I can't deal with it. Anyway. You guys want to talk about the individual portions or just want to skip to the end? Like, cause we can, we can talk about every single little thing in it or. I don't want to, we might just hit on some of the high notes maybe because it was very boring. The reason I brought up Berna's groin is because she does win around with Emmanuel and leaps into his arm, arms, he has two arms, and I'm like, your groin is not pulled. This is clearly, there are athletes, and we all know them, who when it's high stakes, it's the state championship, it's the bowl game, it's whatever, suddenly they are injured. What? I could give an anecdote, I'm not going to, because it doesn't matter, but no, this, this is it. If you're injured, you push through for this specific thing. There's nothing after it. You're not guaranteed to call back, Berna. Like, ugh, Oh, you're talking to a master. Excuse me, if you're leaving. I'm a big pre-complain. Like, guys, I just need you to know it was arm day yesterday. If I missed this shot right now, I just need you, everyone. Like, oh, my finger here. Everyone, you see my finger? It's, it's messed up. That's why it's going on, you know. Uh, but if so. the stakes were a million, well, if the stakes were $250,000, like, I just don't follow. She is the worst type of person. Please go back to this. I love her. You had a whole thing, and then you just you just, you just just reeled back like, you know what? I love her. Let's move on. I'm just so tired of talking about this fucking bitch's groin. Okay, yes. And let's talk about other people. I'm going to be the first person to be honest about this, and I think that we can agree, all of us. Norris did not have that impressive of a showing. I was really hyped for her when she got to that tangram and then she did not do well with the tangram i just felt bad for her because i think in her head too she was like oh i got this like i just did this i can do this again and for her mind to just go blank i was bummed she also got paired with colleen for one of the portions that was the biggest screw you to the women having to carry those boxes twice Mm -hmm. um and the actual portion that colleen can't do which is the rope on the blade or whatever uh yeah not not narisa's best best showing she actually does her 
best with Berna yeah. <laughs> of all people. But um, it, it, it wasn't it wasn't very equal. No, and I'm glad you said that so I don't sound like I'm coming off wrong. She didn't perform well because the cards were stacked against her for a lot of them. And it just hurts my little Norris Nation heart. Yeah, well, and she gets a Manuel who is the best partner to have for the eating portion, which is like you just have to do that however you do it. Some people mm -hmm. are good at it, some are not. Yeah, I I thought she was very tough-minded and showed perseverance through this final, especially in that rope portion with Colleen where she like basically cut open her hand and was just still pushing through. Uh, but as as we know, they timed out. But the, she did try her best. It's not like she it's not like she didn't show heart. Like some people, like you know, Berna literally quitting on Mariah early in the first portion, uh, and then having to be reminded by everyone, hey, you have to go back and push that hamster wheel. Uh, there are times when Mariah is just straight up just checked out because that's who Mariah is because she just checks, uh, I don't know, she turns off her brain for minutes at a time. Um, Orange rope. James. <laughs> so, yeah, it wasn't the best three's performance. We won better, but I do think she showed toughness. Ton of heart. Side note, I'll get right back off this. They released the Celebrity X on the Beach cast for the UK today, and Callum is on there, and so is James. And I'm like, will we see Mariah Michelle? How cool would that be? Anyways. Very side note. We'll push that right to the side. <laughs> I don't think we'll see Mariah, because I don't think she has a personality for UK reality TV. No offense. Uh, I'd love to see her get eaten up. Me too. She's a sweet girl, but like, I would love to see it. I do think, I'm not saying that Michelle has the fighting personality for reality TV, but I do think Michelle would love to be on a dating show. Uh, so I could, I could very much see her doing that. Yeah. And that shows how interesting this episode was. Emmanuel clearly dominated this. Um, dare we say some of it was tailored to him, if not a lot of it. Corey, too, for that respect. Uh, Colleen, that... I just have to like soothe myself by like bouncing back and forth and thinking about them because whoa. Emmanuel killed this final today. Um, just absolutely dominated. Um, but he, okay, he's a he's a very good competitor. We've been saying it all season. I still don't think he's better than Horacio and Kyland. So no. it's like one of those things where people are gonna say, How did they overlook Horacio? Or how do they overlook Emmanuel? Again, I just think Kylan, Horacio, and Ed are better than him. And if they were in the same final, they would be performing just as well, if not better. He's not he better than Kieran. That got eliminated like episode three. Like, it just, he got lucky. We also just eliminated Jay, who I think would have been the most, like, accurate comparison to see how well he actually was doing in this final. Um, I really hate it. I really, really hate it, guys. And he's so obsessed with Norris. I'm really curious to see what he does um, with the power he has at the beginning of next week. Yeah, so we get told that there's going to be another elimination. Emmanuel gets to make a choice. He's safe, obviously, as the winner. I think it's pretty clear what he's going to do. I don't think he sees Corey as a threat. I think that he's blindly loyal, which 
I just said that was great for Amanda. It's great when you have a personality. It's not when you just like choose the worst people in the world to be loyal to when they just sit there. Ooh, it's probably going to be in a reschooling game. It's 100%. Yeah, because yeah, at the beginning of the episode, he voted her in. So it's she's going in. And then Narice is going to face who is she going to call out? Uh, she's not going to call out Corey. She's it's either Berna or Colleen is probably going to get called out. I, I would say. Berna I makes know. Sense. With the groin, but honestly, like I think if I were her, I would call out Colleen. Well, because Colleen's been like obsessed with her. Yeah. Um. She's smaller than Berna. Like I guess it just depends if she can see what it is. I hate this. We knew it would happen. Luckily, it happened on the second to last episode. Thank God. Thank God. Will there be no punishment for last? Or, like, was it just first place or nothing? Because if so, we just wasted a bunch of time uh, in this final. The punishment is their individual time, but we can never trust that anyways. Is But is this individual time counting towards their total time? Or is it just going to be like, this is... Okay, Manuel, you win, and we're starting fresh on the next portion. Probably that, which I do not like. Well, I hate they do that. They've done this. They did it with All Stars too. Also, like you have this these crazy portions of this final, and then you basically say, "Okay, none of it matters. We're just starting over." Like I just don't understand it. They did it to Zach on Vendettas too. Yeah, that Vendettas ending was. A choice. Production is terrible. Like they really don't know how to do their job. They aired that during the reunion, right? Was it they aired the finale during the like the Carl winning during the reunion? So we didn't even like got a finale where we didn't see the ending. It didn't. It wasn't until the second episode of the reunion. They had uh, what's his name Jordan berating Cara about how she's a bad competitor. He knew she won, and then they showed it, and then the show ended. She cried, which good for her. Like. She did that last portion. They really did her so dirty. But if you're production, I'm sorry. Let's talk about it. Your final six at this point, Narice is the only tried and true MTV girl. I would be rigging for her. <laughs> Forget the second day. Narice is going to be solving tanagrams all day and balancing obscure objects and jumping over nets and throwing flags over nets. That's what we're doing. I just don't get, and I'm joking by the way, but like, why would you put her in a spinal that she's going to struggle at knowing the the episodes you have just filmed? And I'm sure they do it well after the fact, but they have seen her trajectory. They know who she is. So frustrating. I was watching this episode with a friend, though, who doesn't watch it regularly. They only watch it with me every once in a while. And she immediately fell in love with Narice because, you know, obviously. I also did say the second the episode started, we like her. (laughs) But um, I was explaining Narice's personality and how she actually has one. And I was like, this is why we miss our MTV people. Because our MTV people are just so much better in terms of having an authentic 
interesting story personality layers to them like they're just better for the show and the argument is that people from cbs are more recognizable sure that does not equate for all the internationals and this is another tangent sorry not sorry on the treadmill yesterday i watched the best are you the one fights it was like a 30 minute video those people who are younger than most of the people on the cast these days, even now, would make such good TV if only MTV had really showed their storyline, put them on directly after their season because Are You The One was hot. People watched it. But no, now we're left with like probably 50 people that could have done the show in some, some capacity that we will never see again because MTV prioritized Berna Candlebeck from Turkey and Colleen... What even is her last name? We don't care. Even like if we go back as far as vendettas with like Victor, who was embarrassed to be on the show, and just that's how I get frustrated when people do interviews and they're like, "I never heard of the challenge before," and they called me. I figured I'd just do it. When there are people who know what it is, and and like would show out. Kyle be an exception because like I think he did do his thing, but like. Victor, he was CBS, like, they loved him. He went back in the house three separate times. I think he got player of the whatever, I don't know. You don't have any other options. Like, show some gusto. And instead, he just didn't. Whereas someone from Are You The One would have already been in a screaming match 40 minutes in. I think part of the reason we're on this tangent is because we have people like Emmanuel in this final who are looking like they're in a pretty good position to win right now, especially considering all the background we've gotten on him in the last couple episodes. And it's just so frustrating because we know we have great candidates sitting at home. Yeah. And that's not even like people would be like, oh, Emmanuel's a good competitor. Like, I just don't care. I just don't even care. Because he, yeah, he's a good competitor, but he's not the most elite competitor I've ever seen. It's not like I'm watching a Jordan where it's like this guy, when he competes, I just, I'm amazed. Um, he's a good player. He's not the most amazing one. He's the best player here left, but it, it doesn't make up for the, his lack of personality and his corniness. Nor that he was ride or dies with Emmy Lupe, who is one of the biggest freaks we've seen on the show. Like, uh, Berna being like, that's my ride, or Colleen's like, I'm going to save Berna's ride or die, man. Well, it's like, that's not her ride or die. She wasn't called for that. Nor was he. Well, he was actually. He got dropped off the airport with Emmy. Oops. But, like, I just, there's nothing redeemable about him. You hooked up with Michelle, said you loved her, then hooked up with Tori, was weird about it. You're, I don't care about any of these people except for Narice. Yeah. Uh, hooked up with slash flirted with Olivia Raven. Hooked up with Colleen off camera. All while having a girlfriend. Well, it just reminds me of Final Reckoning. Obviously, I love Ashley, but her and Hunter could have been great to see win. Joss and Sylvia had a great story. They, they'd been there since the beginning, had never been eliminated, never went to redemption. Polly and Natalie, as annoying as they are, like they had an interesting story there. And then Cara and Marie, I would have been fine with any of those pairings winning because they would have brought something to the show for the next season, could have put a capstone on the season as a whole. If any of these people win except for Narice, I do not care about this season as a whole. I care about it. I've enjoyed it. But it's not going to be one that I'm like, wow, that was a cohesive, really solid season. 
I think back to double agents, happy for Amber B, but like that was Cam's season to win. The way that it was edited, MTV just, I got to stop. MTV does not care about their women at all. You can say, why would they rig for somebody? I don't care. They rigged for Ashley to win Final Reckoning. I love it. They, they should have rigged. They didn't even have to rig. They just had to have two winners. Well, I'm just talking about double agents for this. They should have rigged for Cam. But for this, <laughs> yes, they should have just had two winners. Or even Leroy. If Leroy wins that season on his retirement Leroy and Nani winning, it's like, okay, cool. They're best friends from Vegas. Show the montage. It's, it's, it was his retirement season. It, or, well, he might not be retired, but you know. That was, yeah. uh, you know, I, his, I his first retirement. I just hate it. They do not know what people want to see. Amber B is, at, I believe at this point, one of the most under-edited winners of this franchise. Because I remember watching, knowing that she'd won, being like, where's her confessional? Oh, she's making pizza rolls? Oh, she's in the background. The only people who've been edited a lot in this show so far are Norris and Berna. If Berna wins, take me out. Take me out. I'm serious. Take me out. She'll take you out, though. Like, she'll take you out to dinner. Yes. I mean, what? Um, just kidding. I'm angry. We have hit the graham cracker of this podcast, too. We've been rambling. We're spiraling. We're having a good time. Not really, but a little bit. We're friends here, but this show, this episode was not was not our best, guys. Uh, no, I would say this podcast episode was good. The episode we're reviewing, not great. We had a fun time. We hope right. you all had a fun time, too, listening to us. I'm actually, subscribe to us. Spotify, iTunes, Twitter, YouTube, whatever. Next week, it'll be better because we'll have finality of the season. Uh, we're going to come in hot. We're going to have some strong reactions no matter who wins. And, yeah. See you next week. Pray for All Stars 4. Have a great weekend, everyone.